We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, it's Flo with a super weird word, nightgown. If you ask me, it sounds less like clothes you wear to bed and more like things you say to your clothes. Good night, Capri pants, sleep tight sweaters, nightgown. We've got a big day tomorrow. Now a weird word I just made up, flotection. It sounds like great protection for your new home through me and Progressive, and that's because it is. I said goodnight, Capri Pants. Go to sleep. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is, this is, this is, this is. Heat, heat, beat, heat, beat, heat, beat. With Giancarlo Navas and Ryan Goins. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas, and with me today... We have our producer and co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. Hey, yo! We have our statistician and pun master, Mr. Nikai's Duncan. Good afternoon. And we have our guest from the Almighty Baller Network, our motherland, Chris Axman. How are you, sir? Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm wonderful. Uh, I'm watching LeBron do things that um, I assume you guys wish that he was doing for the Heat. But, um, you know, yeah, that, that's that's on the side. Mostly, I'm recording with Heat Thanks for having me on. They don't need him because they have Dion Waiters. Dion Waiters and is great, man. Dion Waiters is so much better. Like Dion LeBron starters. couldn't make Dion Waiters good. Starters, okay. LeBron was clearly holding Dion Waiters back. So did you? What What was the likelihood of the conversation now around Dion Waiters being? So are we going to give this guy a max? Because that that's happening. Like that's a conversation we're having. When he was signed. Everyone, a lot of people in this fan base are trained to hate players like that, right? So, like, we went through these these years of efficiency and not dumb shot taking, and Dwayne Wade shooting fifty five percent, and LeBron being an efficiency monster, and appreciating Chris Bosh's game. And now we love the fadeaway three <laughs> well, from an undersized shooting guard. That left wing, that's, man. That's where we are. Nikai is the left wing. 
Matthias hey. Duncan wrote a story Shameless for plug. Heat. Shameless plug uh, on HeatBeatMiami.com about Deion Waiters and his wing shooting. Want to talk about that a little bit? I'm sure he really likes that spot. Actually opened up the Patriots game with a wing three. Kind of dribbled like, over. I think that was C.J. Miles Gardner. But how good is he from that spot? Like, because he's like you in, in the story that you wrote, he you really mentioned how good he was. Oh, he was shooting around 44 percent from that spot at the time of the story. Now, it's been a couple of games. So I would have to find it and see how it is now. He's 21 for 47 from that left wing, which is really, really good in the corner. He's 15 for 25 in all of 2017. So check that story out at heatbeatmiami.com. It's called Give and Go. Deion Waiters' home is on the wing. I guess we're going to transition from Deion Waiters into Sunday's game against Indiana because I think we all thought that that was going to be a loss, right? Because it was on the second night of a back-to-back. It was a late 8 p.m. start in Miami, 6 p.m. start in Indiana. Less than 24 hours, second night of a back-to-back. No Goran Dragic. So And daylight savings. And daylight savings. So they lost an hour. Chris, did you see that game? Yeah, I I mean, I, I was a little surprised that the Heat came out on top two because of the same reasons. Or wait, no, they, they lost like 102 to 96, right? I mean, they took the lead late in the fourth quarter. Like with yep. four minutes left, mm-hmm. they, they, took, they got a one-point lead. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see the very last minute, but I was watching it sort of on a split screen while I was watching some of the, some of the main games. But yeah, I... I mean, Gordon Drogic being out, I just think that he's one of those pieces in Spolstra's system that is a little bit interchangeable, you know? like Just like the drive-and-dish guy. Does that make sense? I, I don't disagree with you. I, I think they missed the shooting from outside as well. Like, they had a guy, they, they, since the shooting was so bad that day, I think they were like 20-something percent for the whole game. Like, it was really bad. I guess let me, let me rephrase a little bit, right? So, except for in the open court, what is what does Goran Dragic do that is so much better than what, say, a guy like Tyler Johnson does? Oh well, he handles the ball. I mean, t- Tyler has, and that was evident that day that that guy cannot ha- that guy cannot initiate offense, right? Like it was that Pacers game in twenty twenty sixteen. No, it was a, the Denver game. It was the Denver no, game. But 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 that's not fair. The to one Tyler where Mike Ryan basically. No, I know, but but that's unfair to Tyler because, number one, he had an injury, and that was his rookie season. Like, I I don't want to be unfair to him either, despite my opinions of him, but I think it's it's pretty clear that he cannot initiate offense, and what they did was have Deion Waiters and James Johnson do the offense. And Josh well, no one, no one initiates. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think no one really initiates the offense in Spolstra's system. It's like based on this movement of always, like, driving and then kicking out or, like, moving it. And then, like, doing that again and just over and over. I feel like that's why it's so important for him to get down in to get across half court, like, within, like, the first, like, three seconds of the play. So I guess that that's what I mean. I do think that Goran Dragic's ball skills are really, really good. I just don't think that they're put on display. He doesn't do, like, Kyrie Irving-type stuff in the Heat system. No, he doesn't. But I think what he does is put everybody into their place. Like, Tyler's a really good cutter, and he hasn't been shooting the ball well in 2017. But... He's he's been a good shooter. So when he's on the ball, he can't do the things he's good at cutting, you know, uh, setting picks. You know, that's what he does best, not handle the ball. So, yeah, I guess to an extent, I agree with you that Goran's a bit interchangeable, but they can't win without him. Like he gets to the free throw line. He's their best scorer. Um, he's more. Well, I guess Dion is now. But, you know, I think his scoring is more sustainable than Dion's. Yeah. I don't know, guys. What do you think? 
Uh, I think, I mean, Goran is their best player, and he's the one that gets everyone organized. And I think he really is the one that makes the team go. Because like Chris was saying, you know, it's a lot of drive and kick in the offense. But Goran makes it go because he's the one guy that can consider, well, Dion can get to the wreck. But Goran's the one guy that can really bend defenses and kind of start off those um kind of start off those secondary options because Dion works best when he's the second guy in the pick and roll. If Goran and Hassan run one and Goran gets into the paint, then the kick out to the right corner comes, then the ball swings around. That secondary pick and roll is really what opens up everything for everyone else. And without that, you have Dion initiating. And if the defense collapses on him, like Indiana did in that game Sunday, then the offense kind of died. And that's what you saw with all those shot clock violations because Indiana would stuff the initial action and then nobody would know what to do. And I think his decision-making in the pick-and-roll is a lot. And I think Dion's good at it, too, but just the general decision-making. Like, when he breaks down the defense, he knows where the help's coming. He knows where to swing the ball, and he knows how to get in the spots. And his mid-range has been very good. And as Chris said, in the open court, he's their best player, and it's not even close. Yeah. Yeah, no no doubt. I I guess the point I was trying to make is that I think the reason why the Heat have survived so much roster turnover recently, like over the last couple of years, is because Spolstra's system just necessitates so much action on offense that like one person being in or out generally doesn't kill everything. It doesn't it generally doesn't like stop everything. And the way that it would though, and I think Nikaias made a great point, is that if that initial action gets cut off and like it, everything stagnates, that's how it would stop. Because it's like the heat in every possession I think are trying to get as many consecutive actions as possible driving kicking like setting a screen kicking off of that uh like pump faking all right after one another like rapidly and if the very first one gets cut off and everything stops then that's when you have everything slowing down everything looking broken and everything being messed up generally that's not super that doesn't happen all that much but it definitely happens enough without goron that it's uncomfortable Chris, what do you think when I tell you that the Heat get over 80% of their shots considered open by uh, NBA.com slash stats, you say what? Um, well, I, I think it's because of Spolster's system, right? Like, cause that's that, isn't that a ridiculous number? Oh, yeah. No, it's insane. But, I mean, it's insane how good of a coach Spolster is, though, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, we're talking about... We're talking about a guy that we can have a discussion about who the best coach in the league is and, like, talk about Spolstra. And we also are in a league that has Greg Popovich. Like, I mean, he, he's right there. I think in my, in my, you know, echelon, the top, the cream of the crop, I've got four guys, I think Stevens, Carlisle, Pop, and then Spolstra. And I think people are finally catching on to that because of what he's done with this Heat team. But, I mean, last year they had Dwayne Wade, and that was the biggest difference. I guess they had, like, Joe Johnson and the wall dang. I mean... Last year's team wasn't as good as their record was either, but Spolster's just been a great coach for a really long time, right? I thought that team was better, uh, not because of the offense. I thought the defense was a little better, and I did think that they were able they they, they were so bad shooting free throws though. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I did think the defense was a little better that year, and I think that that goes a long way. And Dave, he's you know Chris, I've been I've been working on a piece, the Eric Spolster power forward how he's turned these guys like LeBron and Luol Dang and now James Johnson into that versatile four that are trademarks to his system, right? Because, like, 
last year, Luol Deng was an enormous part of the offense as a screener, as, as a ball handler, as a guy who can who moves off picks and stuff like that. And now James Johnson is they're running one, they're running four five pick and roll with James Johnson as the five with the ball handler. Yeah, no, I I think a hundred percent, and I think that you know if you think about it, right? Like this all works together really well. Just the constant movement, the constant like passing up good shots to get great shots. I mean that in a way is sort of what Draymond Green unlocked for the Warriors when they switched him out instead of David Lee is sort of the same thing that happened when the Heat decided back in 2011, 2012 to move Chris Bosh to the five and put LeBron at the four. You now have another guy out on the perimeter to, perimeter to initiate actions instead of like having to set up in a horns thing or, you know, get posted up at the top of the free throw line or something like that. You have another guy who you can, either pass you can drive and James Johnson drives really really well he can shoot and that's like three extra things that you can do once you get the ball and if you just pass it up to another guy there's three other guys in that system who can drive they can shoot or they can pass it and eventually you're going to get a really good look so 80% of your shots are open and it's and and that versatility on offense translates to defense as well I mean when James Johnson's at the five they can switch whatever they want Right. Yeah. No, James Johnson is great. That I, I thought he was going to be a really good pickup for the heat. I can't say that I thought he was going to be this good. I think that almost if anyone in the world knew that he was going to be this good, it had to have been Spolstra because I mean, he's, he's maybe the best player on the heat this year. I actually said he's the second, I, I, I've been saying he's the second best player all year. I think he's been better than Hassan. I, I think, he, yeah, I mean, he has, he's definitely been the second most useful, right? No, yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, I think it's Gore and him, then Dion, or maybe D- Hassan. I don't know. Uh, Nikaz, how do we feel? Where are our rankings? Oh, God. Uh, I can't it's ignore, hard. I can't uh, ignore the first half of the year. I'm not going to go Dion over Hassan that's as much good. as I've crushed Hassan this year. Uh, no, that's just <laughs> trademark, man. Crushing Hassan. I feel so bad about it, man, because I like him. It's just, I don't know. You just see how good he is and how much talent he has and the physical tools that he has, but then you see him just completely lose it mentally. So I want to talk a little bit about Hassan and the defense because I think we've killed him, and I know we've killed him for defense sometimes this year. But I, I've been I've been watching some film, and I've been, and I've been looking at some numbers. So the Heat are allowing some of the, like, per 100 possessions, they're allowing the fewest three-point attempts. I think they're either one or two with Milwaukee. I don't, I don't remember if, if who allowed fewer. And they're contesting the highest percentage of those shots. They're running guys off the line. And I don't know, are you following that NBA math Twitter account that they post a lot oh, of like really so interesting? Great, yes. Yeah, yeah they, they put a lot of graphs up and it's like defensive points saved uh, versus field goals attempted or whatever. And mm-hmm. they have like these these numbers where it shows how I mean it shows how great Gobert is, but Hassan is right there. He Hassan's being challenged more than almost more than anyone at the rim this season. And that's almost by design. They're running guys off the three point line and funneling them into Hassan. And he's doing very, very well defending the rim. Not as good as last year because there were fewer attempts, but that's all by design. And I don't think he gets enough credit for what he's doing. Yeah. I, okay. So that, that is an excellent point. And that was the fundamental failing in Portland system that I think everyone was missing. It's that if you're a guard, if you're like Damian Lillard or something like that, and you're defending a guard who looks like he's about to shoot, you can close out on that as hard as you want, you know, assuming you don't like, you aren't 
just like a truck and you mow them over and then they get three points, but you can fully close out on that. But if you fully commit to closing out on that three, then the guard who you're defending can just like pump fake and dribble by. And the problem with the trailblazers was that Plumley was back there. But if you have Hassan Whiteside back there instead of Mason Plumley, then that's not nearly the same issue. Right. So it's like, I think people, everyone was, was looking at the trailblazers. And the reason I brought them up is because they had good rim protection stats. Right. But they were the worst in the league defending the three-point line as far as chasing people off and as far as contesting them. But people, I think, failed to make that correlation that it's like the better rim protector you have, the more willing your wing players are to fully commit to stopping a three-point attempt. And that's what the Heat can do because Hassan Whiteside's out there. And his numbers, his blocks are down from last year. And, but I think that's a good thing. He's not going for the block as much. He's committing more. His rebounding has gone up as a result. He's leading the league in rebounding. He's almost at, like, what, 14 a game? He's staying with his man. He's not falling for pump fakes as much. He's fouling a lot less. So uh, he's not getting the credit that he does. Not that he's Defensive Player of the Year or anything, but, uh, guys, he gets killed here, and I feel bad for him all the time. He just had 26 and 20 in Indiana. Dude, but they lose every game that he has 20 and 20. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Well, every time Hassan does that, that's an L, man. I don't know. I don't get it. I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I can't figure out how to best use Hassan Whiteside because I think the reason why Nikias is always hating on him is because he does have that Dwight Howard instinct where if he starts to do bad, then he just gives up and doesn't really exactly. care about the rest of the game. But on the other hand, if he does too well, then he just keeps taking shots. And since he's always taking shots within like <laughs> 10 feet of the rim that are contested. It's like, yeah, that's oh, better yeah. than a mid-range jump shot, but not that much better. But he was <laughs> like doing that shot on Sunday. 12 feet. Yeah, and, and like, that's not, that's not like an optimal shot. Like, yeah, those 12 foot push shots. Yeah, I love that. Is that <laughs> what a push off or a floater? Because I can't tell. It's like that Derek Rose thing he used to take. Do you remember? Yeah. No, you know what? It's like, it's like Dwight Howard, right? Like, it's, it's, he reminds me so much of Dwight because if Dwight got going back in the good old days, you could just see Stan Van Gundy getting upset when he was uh, the coach of the Magic. He's like getting nervous because if Dwight starts to to make stupid shots, he's going to keep <laughs> taking stupid shots. He's going to take them all game long. Speaking of Stan, how mad are Heat fans, uh, Nikias, that now Detroit's all of a sudden winning all their games? I'm like, I've been living, win I'm watching the standings and I was like, how do these people keep winning? They were terrible before. Tobias Harris has played well, and Reggie Jackson looks like an NBA point guard again. I guess that's all it took. <laughs> yeah. Kind of feel bad for Reggie, right. though. He's been hurt. He's been killed, man. I like 2K rating so bad right now, too. I'm sure Nikai's going to attest to it. Is it weird that, that I don't like sports games? And, like, I like video games and anime, and I just don't like sports games. Uh, the sports video games? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, I don't. I don't like them. Like I don't like 2K. I don't like Madden. I don't like the baseball one. Or like I don't like them. Well, so what anime? Ga- do you play those anime games where there's those girls with the cat ears and you seduce them? And no, I don't. I don't play. I don't play visual novels. <laughs> That's exactly what he does. No, I don't. I watch. I watch anime based off those visual novels, but I, I don't play the. Visual Would you like sports games if Hassan Whiteside was one of those anime girls and you seduced Hassan? <laughs> if Hassan had cat ears. That'd be amazing. 
Uh, NBA get, Street yeah. 4. Photoshop that for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> somebody on E-Twitter, please. Somebody anywhere. Just Photoshop Hassan with anime cat ears. Then tag I- at I could probably design that. I could make that into a t-shirt. I want that. I want. Yeah, I want. I want that on a t-shirt. At Brashcast. <laughs> Speaking of which, we at Heatbeat are now selling t-shirts. You can check us out at represent.com. Look at our Miami Heatbeat store. Uh, use promo code TJSucks for twenty percent off on your purchase. Uh, we have we tweeting the link constantly, almost every day, from our at Miami Heatbeat account on Twitter. So check that out. As we're now corporate shills, um, buy stuff <laughs> so we can buy stuff. And we have new shirts coming in pretty soon. We have one about Dion. Uh, we have a Dion. We're coming out with a Dion waiter shirt. We have a Pat Riley shirt. We have Heat Culture shirts. We they have, got taken uh, down. We can't talk about the Heat Culture shirts for right now. We'll have the Heat Culture shirts. Uh, <laughs> we're working on it. Show-related things. Um, heat Twitter things. So please check us out. Represent.com. Okay. So never kiss on anime. Oh, yeah. It's coming oh. soon, the Hassan anime cat ear shirt. Uh, that's going to be a bestseller, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> trust disposes the best seller right now. Oh, the the trust disposes. Uh, Chris has spoke. Have a legitimate chance to coach of the year because knowing how voting works, it's probably going to go to D'Antoni. Um, I think this year that you know that I think that you have to say this if you're a smart NBA guy because other smart NBA guys will think that you're lame if you don't say it. Every year, Popovich is the best coach in the league. All right, I said it. Okay, and you g- actually give it to Popovich on the years when his coaching is the difference between like seventy wins and not seventy wins. So if the Spurs end up getting the first seed, and they're the first seed get, right like, now, yeah. If if they end up keeping the first seed, then Popovich is going to win Coach of the Year. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I think it. I think it sort of has to be Spolstra. I I. I picked D'Antoni as the coach of the year in my preseason projection things, guesses or whatever. Um, and but at, but at this point, I just I, I don't see it. I think Spolstra. I think that you can more you can look at what the Heat were at the start of the year and then see how Spolstra's coaching has totally changed the dynamic more. I think that it's, it's more blatant. Right, it's more blatantly obvious. It's like right up in your face. It's like. This couldn't have been roster changes because the roster didn't get changed. This couldn't have been, you know, um, like this, that, or the other, or internal improvement because no player has really radically changed their game. It only could have been Spolstra, and they're so much better now than they were that it seems to me like he's the obvious choice. Chris, what you said kind of bothers me, and it's not it's not your fault, but like how voters would give it to Pop if he got the first seed when probably the only reason the biggest reason why he'd get that first seed is because Durant got hurt. That's completely out of his control. You know what I mean? Like that has nothing to do with him. Cause if Durant doesn't get hurt, I think the Warriors probably safely get the one seed. Yeah. But that's, that's how sports goes. You oh, know? But see, like but I, I find that so annoying that we're like, we're going to give pop credit for something that he had nothing to do with. Well, so are we going to call up everyone from the Cavs last year and say, Hey, the Warriors would have won if Steph Curry hadn't injured his ankle. So, like, let, let's everyone but except for Anderson Barrichow has to get their vote. Ring back. No, but that's 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 winning the championship. I mean, if we're going to give an award for excellent coaching, like who was the most excellent? And then if your decision is based off of like that was a meritocracy, like that was something that had like there's a score that happens, you play it out. This is something that people vote on, 
And if you're voting on him based on the fact that Durant got hurt, and we do that in sports all the time. And it's yeah. like Dan Lebertard says this all the time. If we can't explain what's happening, automatic crit- – whoa, what happened? <laughs> Do I have to bleep you- that out? Yeah, did you <laughs> – write it I down. Know that you did. Alf, you're not the only one. Alf. <laughs> he has an ally. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just, Why do you hate I'm, Dan? I'm what, what did Dan do? Why do you hate yeah. Lebertard? Or do I, I don't. I just it's it's a meme. Just don't worry about it, guys. I thought, I thought, I thought we were gonna beef with Levitard. Oh, you want to talk about our beef? Um. Well, there's so many. Which beef are we talking about? Okay, Let's so beef. we're now beefing as a show with uh, Adam Smoot. Is he at Adam Smoot, Brian? Yes. I don't know yes what he's... At Adam Smoot. Okay. We're we're beefing with at Adam Smoot. Our very own Lefty Leif wrote a column for Heat Beat. It was very syrupy and very raw raw for Heat fans. Adam uh, Smoot, comma, TBH? Yes. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, so that guy got, that guy, Leif wrote a, Leif wrote something for Heat Beat that was just like, it was very Homer soaked in like, it was soaked in bias, but it was supposed to be. It was a rah-rah piece for the fans about Heat culture. And Adam Smoot's out here making fun of Leif's story. Right? He's making fun of Leif and his story. Now, <laughs> me, being one of the editors... I don't like when people make fun of my guys, especially because he's kind of being a jerk about it. Like he's not being constructive. And that's his thing, Chris. Like this guy just wants to be contrarian for the sake of being contrarian. So then his Twitter, his Twitter header image is the bat signal saying actually comma. Yeah. yeah. That's who he is. So he has this Twitter persona of doing this and we start getting in a back and forth. He's calling us sensitive. He's saying this. He's saying that. George Sedano of ESPN takes a side against us because George Sedano loves to torment us. <laughs> We're beefing with George all the time. Um, That's really but Harrison, yeah. but yeah. Huh? Well, Harrison's making people mad on Twitter. Harrison, I think, made Evan Cohn mad. He was a guest on our other show. And now he doesn't follow our account anymore because Harrison was being mean to him. What do you do? Don't, but you guys need that. You guys need people to like call out heat Twitter and then apologize on air about it. Like you guys need contrarians to argue with you on Twitter. Like it, it's it's oh, you it know, it gets the people going. It was great for our brand. It was like, to- right. like everyone yeah, was exactly. watching. Yeah, I saw the timeline. So, people was talking about it like on the side. I'm like, yes, our brand is growing because Adam Smoot's an idiot and he decided to fight with us. And then that dude like. It was over. Like it, it, we we finished it. We stopped arguing. The next morning at like seven a.m., I'm like making coffee, and I get a Twitter notification, and I'm about to open it, and then he deleted it. I was like, "You, <laughs> no guts, no guts!" Like he woke up and he's like, "I want to keep fighting," and then he tweeted something. He's like, "No, never mind." I was like, "Come on, man, have some guts, Adam." Yeah, you're not no, listening because you hate us. But have some guts. Are yeah. you beefing with somebody, Chris? You know what you should bleep out is you should bleep his name every time. <laughs> so it's like he doesn't get any recognition. <laughs> so, oh, right? For Brian. He just want me to work thought, hard. I first thought when you were like, is it at Adam Smoot TBH? Because like I went and looked him up and I probably gave him a follow. So like I did. I followed him. That's what you guys need to avoid. You guys need to just every time we say his name in this episode, just bleep it out. So That's he just funny. doesn't get. He just doesn't you get any do recognition. He wants hey, a curse word. word. <laughs> Treat it as a curse word. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, so uh, <laughs> I wanted to tell the story. So I went to um, I, I went to the Heat game um on Saturday, the Heat Raptors game, which 
I mean, they ran Toronto out of that gym in a way that I was I was surprised, even though they're missing Lowry. Um, and I, wa- I was curious to see the Heat's hustle stats because I know that NBA.com has them available. So I- I'm looking at like their their you know deflections and loose balls, and I'm trying to filter it, and they don't have them pace adjusted. So I got really upset, and I realized that I'm a loser because I'm upset that they don't have pace adjusted hustle stats. <laughs> And I'm like, I, I cannot think of a nerdier thing to be mad at than the fact that NBA.com doesn't have pace-adjusted hustle stats. Well, so it took the pace-adjusted hustle stats. It wasn't like the whole anime thing. No, no, it was the stat. No, because that anime is cool. But like getting mad at I can't know how many deflections per 100 possessions the Heat have. I actually, I actually had a similar thought about someone who the Heat are going to be looking at in free agency – uh, I wish that people thought about Gordon Hayward. I've been 20- saying that forever. Thank you. He's like a 28 points per game scorer if the Jazz didn't play like it was in the 90s, right? Think of him in Spo's system as of, at the four. Yeah. What do with him with space floor. And, they and every, everything, that he, everything that he doesn't do well as a four, Hassan Whiteside does really well. I think rebounding is probably biggest weakness, right? Like that's the thing. well, right? And Hassan Whiteside's the best rebounder in the league. That's sort of what I'm saying. Yeah, he's a very good defender. He can ball handle. He could do and playing next to a guy like Goran and spread pick and roll. I mean, what they can do so many creative things with him and James Johnson. Like how Miami used to run inverted horns. Uh, they used to have the bigs act as the guards in the horn sets, and it created all sorts of mismatches. They can do that again. They'd have Gordon Hayward. He could be like baby LeBron. Wait, but you don't have Ray Allen, and you don't have Dwayne Wade. Oh, wait, never mind. Yeah, wait, we have waiters. waiters. It doesn't matter. Because <laughs> Ellington is now Ray Allen. And Dwayne Dion Waiters. Dwayne Wade. Come on, Chris. I've thought this through. Gianni, <laughs> yeah. every time you mention Gordon here, I can't get the image of Chris uh, Hernandez. Uh, his his whole uh, pitch of bringing in Gordon here to Miami. His PowerPoint he was going to make. Remember that, oh, yes. that episode? Yeah, Okay, okay. I, I actually I, I need to I need to make this point about about Dion Waiters and free agents because I think it's important. Um, so uh, I'm worried about uh, everyone was already sort of skeptical about the idea that Hassan Whiteside was going to be the guy who was going to get Pat Riley's white whale. Like you know he was going to be the bait that was going to make the next LeBron James or like Paul George or something like that. That that you know. Just Hassan Whiteside being around, that was going to get the next free agent, right? But the thing about Deion Waiters is Deion Waiters is like is like that kid on Call of Duty who when you're playing with him every day after school, he's like, I like, yeah, whatever, man. Like I fed your mom last night. You know, like what like right that down. I know. So while while he was getting headshotted, right? Like while this kid is getting sniped in the head every day, like Deion Waiters, like clunking, like basket, like getting sat, right? Like getting moved despite beefing with Kyrie. Like he was just getting headshotted, and that kid was like, "Whatever, man. It, I, I don't care that I suck. I fucked your mom, right?" But the thing about Deion Waiters is now a few years later, you come home from school and the lights are turned down low in your house. Sleeping your mom. Right, right. And you and you walk in and you're going down the hall to your bedroom and you look to the right to the master bedroom and there's Dion Waiters, arms folded, right? Like he just sank the shot from three, looking right at you while he's fing your mom. So like 
it's just like that's not like an <laughs> that's like not like an appealing teammate. You know? We have to get all of this on a t-shirt. <laughs> the young waiter bleeped your mom. <laughs> well, there's your podcast episode. Well, so so like so like the question becomes like who's worse? That kid who's just like I fucked your mom or the kid who's actually bleeps horrendous. Right? <laughs> Brian didn't go to sleep tonight. Alf is exonerated. <laughs> Brian, you're lucky Alf's not here because Alf would have seen that as an invitation to say whatever uh, he wants. He just yeah, did it yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm actually saying this because I know in your on your last few episodes since joining the network, like you're always like, no guys, like we're we're corporate now. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to be professional. Yeah, no, I, I we I do just this wanna... for you, and yet you do it. For... You're sabotaging everything we get, we've worked up for. Can we? Hey, get, I edit, I edit all my episodes. I bleep it out. Like this is the big leagues. You gotta you gotta. Sometimes you gotta stay up all night, like bleeping stuff out. Sometimes you have riled up guests who have these like ideas about Dion. But okay, so, so seriously though, right? Like I think that I think that basically everyone is Dion Waiters gonna even if Dion Waiters became like super efficient and kept drilling threes off the backboard in the clutch still wouldn't people like, how is he going to attract teammates? Right. I don't, well, he, he, I think Dion waiters thinks he can attract teammates. Yeah. That, well, I mean, he's talking about it. Like he's he can. talking about calling Dwayne. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think that, uh, you know, I, I think that the heat should still be thinking about this team as, a team that they're going to have to build from the inside out because I just don't think that Gordon Hayward's going to sign. I don't. I don't think that. Well, I, I don't think they're going to get really any good free agents this offseason. I think they should try to keep their guys at a reasonable cost, right? And and continue to build forward. Um, if they make Chris, if they make the playoffs, and if they match up with Boston or Washington in the first round, not that they're going to be favored. It's a winnable series for them. If it's Boston. If it's Boston, I think Washington's a winnable series with for them as well. You don't think so? I mean, and not, I'm saying not that they're going to be favored, but if yeah, a couple no, things I, break their way, you know, it's doable. Um, yeah. And it. if you're a team that made it to the second round of a playoffs on the back of genius coaching and just the way that they play, that might get a guy to bite. Maybe not a Gordon Hayward, but maybe somebody else. And you build on that. And maybe you don't get your whale this offseason, but you get a couple guys to come in your system. You keep your guys at a reasonable cost. You're a little better next year. And then once you're a little better, you can get a star. You can get something. Maybe you draft a good guy. Maybe you make a trade. You're going to have a couple more assets if you can lock some guys long-term. You know what I mean? So, um, Well, so I – maybe, right? But I, I think that you have to assume that that's not going to happen. And it, it's it's interesting. Like this was the year that the Heat were supposed to tank and get that top five pick, but I actually am looking at this draft a little bit different from most people. Um, I, I think that Marco Fultz is like basically a guaranteed superstar. He's as close as you can get to that actually happening. Like he doesn't have any of like the Michael Beasley question marks, right? And he's got like that level of talent, right? Um, and then there's sort of. A bunch of players like Lonzo Ball, Josh Jackson, uh, I think Tatum's in this. There's like four or five players who are in that next tier where unless something goes wrong, they're going to be a superstar. But this draft, I just think that like 
that boomer bust spot is going to be all the way down to the 20th pick. So the fact that I think the Heat are going to end up with like the 16th pick in the draft doesn't matter if they land that. So I think that really the plan hasn't changed, right? Because I, I mean, I'm saying like it looks like Harry Giles, you know, oh, um, yes. who, who's this guy yes. who's the projected number one pick oh, for a whole bunch of my years. Language. Wait, what? You're speaking my language. Well, yeah. I mean, like, it looks like he's sinking down a little bit. He's going to be, he might end up being pickable by the Heat. And all the Heat have to do is, like, land a guy like that. But, I mean, also, like, Isaiah Hardenstein. Some guys. Harry Giles. uh, There's just, like, there's so many guys who could be really, really good in this draft. Like, you know, I wasn't buying the hype last year, but this year, I, I, I really believe that like down to the 20th pick, you can like really land if not like a superstar franchise cornerstone type player, you know, sort of like, you know, uh, for some reason I'm thinking about that Orlando magic team with Dwight Howard. Cause I was talking about Stan Van Gundy earlier, a guy like Richard Lewis or Hito Turkoglu, like a, a, a guy who, or like Shane Battier, like someone who's like a starter who could play 40 minutes on a really, really good team. Right. We haven't even talked about justice Winslow yet. Oof. How do you guys feel and, about him? Well, Nikaias and I, we were talking earlier, and I was saying if Justice came back tomorrow 100% healthy, I'm not sure he would get minute. I don't think he would get more than seven, eight minutes on this team because of the shooting. Because what they found is success in offense, and Rodney Magruder is a good defender, and he's shooting a lot better than Dion, than, uh, Dion, than Justice would. Yeah. No, I, I'm worried about Justice Winslow. I. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I also think it's interesting. Why are you cutting off the guys? I said the guys. I heard you said guys. I heard guys. Go the guys. Let Brian finish, and then I come in with my opinion. No, I think I should be talking right now. Oh, well, there you go. No, I'm just kidding. The guys should be talking. Oh, man. I was just going to say, I think you should cut his hair. But That's about it. Stop talking. Let the guys talk. Why are you doing that? This is great. What's not? I should like raise my hand like I'm back in elementary. Yes. Winslow Fro got to re- go. Stop. <laughs> just sit down. Nikaias. Hold the man to sit down. But no, I just I kind of disagree with the eight minute thing because if nothing else, with the way Jack, um, Josh Richardson is playing, could you? I mean, would there not be backup two minutes for Rodney Magruder if you start Justice? Or even if you continue to play um, Magruder in the starting lineup, then Justice could still be that first sub and get plenty of bench minutes. I mean, I just don't see why you continue to start Magruder considering Justice is better at literally everything except shooting. It's not a small thing. Yeah, right. No, No, it's it's like the biggest thing. Wayne Ellington and like Luke Babbitt are getting minutes and it's because like if you like if you shoot then you have a place in the league if you don't you don't that's right, that's recruiters like at 40 something percent now I'm pulling From up the three? numbers I'm pulling up the numbers the guys, I, know, oh, the guys, I know you were looking at them oh yeah he's shooting Rodney, Rodney McGruder sounds like the bad guy in like an American Pie movie yes he does <laughs> No, you That's know it's it's both <laughs> funny and annoying that whenever like anyone on the Heat scores and my mom's watching the game, so just go McGroover, like the Saturday Night Live character, like wherever like Babbitt could score, and that's what she'd do. And I'm like, Mom, McGruder didn't even score. She's like, I don't care. It's a fun name. 
All right, it since, is a fun name. Since the All-Star break, uh, Miami's top five three-point shooters in order are Luke Babbitt at 57.9%, Tyler Johnson at 45.8%, Rodney no, McGruder at 44.4%, Deion Weir is 44.2%, and Wayne Ellington at 44.1%. That, that Tyler Johnson number is not correct. Why are they not letting LeBron rebound? I'm sorry. that I, I have LeBron on my fantasy <laughs> team, and like Cleveland is actively trying to ruin my life. Like, LeBron needs one more rebound for the triple-double, and he really wants it. Like, I've never seen LeBron dart for rebounds like this. And Kyrie Irving or whoever the hell, I don't know, who's who's his headband? Is that Shumpert? Like, they keep trying to ruin everything. Like, just let him get the rebound. Just let me be happy. Are you surprised that Cleveland's ruining something? God, why do they have to do this? Chris, I'm just sorry. I'm watching the game, and LeBron's on my fantasy team. No, I am too. Cleveland's trying to ruin my fantasy season because LeBron needs a rebound for a triple-double that I need, and, like, every Cavs teammate is just trying to, like, not let LeBron rebound. So do you mean you need it, like, a fantasy basketball thing? Yeah, I need the triple-double in my fantasy league. Yeah, I'm in the playoffs. It would really help. You know, if I get the <laughs> if I get the triple-double, then I have the tiebreaker because he has a better record than me, so I can't tie him this week. Well, it's the third quarter. It'll be okay. But they're winning by 30. The the cat oh yeah good point. You See, I don't wrong, watch. Though. I don't play fantasy. I don't think about these things like you do. Uh, I, I mean, if he doesn't get this rebound, I'm gonna break something. Please miss this three. <laughs> Drummond, no, yes, he got it. Okay, I can continue my show. Woof, awesome. All right, then where were we? Unbelievable. You're unbelievable. You know that. <laughs> you just hijacked a show. To talk about I, your fantasy. Yeah, team. that was so important to me. People on Dash Red are going to be listening to this and questioning their... I don't care, man. That was, like, so... Dude, that was the most... I was more excited for that than, like, the Dion 3 against Golden State. You should be ashamed of yourself. No, like, you guys you guys can do stuff like that on Dash Radio, you know? We're, like, alternative, you know? It's, like, sort of hipstery. You can swear. You, You just have to bleep your podcast feed. But as long as you're, like, going off about LeBron getting triple doubles in high definition audio, it's cool. <laughs> Listen, I'm happy. I do this. I'm so excited. I don't as long as we're talking about, like, Dion Waiters f***ing your mom in high def, like, it's fine. <laughs> Damn you. Write that down, Brian! <laughs> I, I'm, I so want that on a t-shirt. Write that down, Brian. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Dion thing. Dion bleeps your mom. Oh, I want that, I want that, I want that on a t-shirt, too. Okay, where were we at? <laughs> talking about before LeBron was fighting for a rebound with Andre Drummond, which, by the way, I've never seen him try harder in his life. Yeah. <laughs> More than in Game Six against the Spurs, I saw him trying to rebound harder than I ever have in my life. LeBron's mad that Kawhi's getting all this MVP talk. LeBron wants MVP this year. He probably deserves it, doesn't he? Uh, I don't know. Him, Arden, or Kawhi? So you know how everyone's like LeBron's the best player in the league, but someone else has to get the MVP. I think that's dumb. Okay, well, well, just like, is it possible that Kawhi Leonard is better than LeBron right now? Right now. Like, in, like, 30, 31, 32-year-old LeBron. It's better. Like, overall, no. Because, I mean, we know LeBron has a playoff gear, but that's why I'm kind of fine with the whole LeBron's the best player in the league, but such and such is having a better season since MVP is a regular season award anyway. I think it's fair to argue that Kawhi has had a better regular season considering he's played at an elite level on both ends of the court. I disagree because I think in the modern NBA, offense is more important than defense. Not by a lot, but like I think the 
there's how many defensive ratings are under 100 this year? Like two or three. And LeBron is a substantively better offensive player than Kawhi Leonard. And Kawhi is a very wrong. good defense. Uh, huh? That's that that's that's is that wrong? Am I wrong? The Spurs have the fifth best offense in the league and the number one defense in the league. And I mean that defense definitely isn't because of Pau Gasol. But the reality is Lamarcus Aldridge and Pau Gasol, the two second like top scorers on the Spurs, are like pretty inefficient. So it's Kawhi Leonard and Patty Mills basically floating the efficiency because they hit forty five percent of their threes. Do you think that Kawhi Leonard is a better offensive player than LeBron? Or you think it's close? I think he has been in the regular season. God, Chris, I don't know about that. I mean, LeBron is a better creator than than Kawhi Leonard. LeBron can run, pick and roll better than Kawhi Leonard as both the screener and the ball handler. And when he wants yeah, to, no, post I, it up. I mean, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. Like I actually, if I had a vote, I would actually give it to LeBron every year. Like I, I wouldn't just say, well, he's the best player in the in the league, but someone else had a regular, better regular season. I would actually give it to LeBron. So I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm I love having how a, James Harden is not in the conversation friendly. for you at all. Um, well, no, of, of course he is. I mean, I, I, I would give it to James Harden if I wasn't, if I didn't like give it to LeBron every year, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that, like, I, I think that you know, uh, the way that the the reason why we have so much argument around MVP is because it's so vague semantically. Like, what does valuable even mean? And the way that I'm going to interpret value, like LeBron is, is the most valuable player in the league because of how I think that you should interpret value. Like I if, if I could have any person over the course of this regular season, even though LeBron's not going to try as hard as some other guy, I would rather have LeBron. Have you seen what that Cavs team does when he's not there? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that LeBron's like the most valuable player. Over this 82-game season. We were talking I mean, about this before. I, I think we talked about this before we went on air. Like, LeBron makes... LeBron's made Derek Williams a serviceable NBA player. That not even Spolstra, as we talked about earlier, that how good of a job he's done and how he's made almost... A, every contract guy on that team is better. Is They're having career years. Ellington, Johnson, uh, all those guys. Are Dion, they're having career years. He could not get Dion Waiter... Dion, um, got Derek Williams to be a serviceable player. LeBron has. Yeah. Well, I, I think the question at that point becomes is magic's or, or is, is LeBron's magic sauce passing sauce? Is that the reason why Derek Williams is shooting 40% instead of 30? Because if that's the case, then because it could be just that he's hitting more of his shots, right? Like that's like, that's yeah. the, the difference, right? But I think you have to look at, is he getting put... And I don't I don't have numbers, and I'm not watching film. I'm just getting frustrated every time he hits a layup. But you have to look <laughs> at the kinds of shots he's getting. Um, I, just from watching, it would appear that LeBron gets him rolling to the rim more than Miami did. That's just me. I think part of that is Miami wasn't shooting well early in the year. So the spread pick and roll wasn't as good as it is now. So there was less space for this guy, Derek... I was about to call him Deion Waiters again. For Derek Williams to roll to the basket, there's less space because the shooters weren't shooting well. Now it's different. Now they're hitting threes, and now he's in an offense with spread pick and roll where he can succeed. So it depends on the kinds of shots he's getting, and I haven't looked at numbers. I just want to make fun of Derek Williams. Way to ruin it, Chris. Your facts what? and nuance. And... <laughs> I just want to laugh I'm at Derek Williams. just trying to do my best over here, and I just feel like I'm really being put down. 
<laughs> at least you weren't yelled at. At least you weren't yelled at like poor Brian. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like Dion Waiters, those wing threes are pretty good. Because Dion's bleeping your mom. Excuse me, sir. Yeah, hang on a sec. You've been riding this thing all day, and my son would like a turn. Hmm, he seems to be young for this twin-cylinder hog, doesn't he? It's a coin-operated kitty bike. No, ma'am, it's a coin-operated freedom machine. No, it's a kitty bike. It's hard to be without your bike, so do something easy and protect it with Progressive Motorcycle Insurance. With basic policies as low as $75 a year, you'll be back on the road in no time. Visit Progressive.com to quote today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states.